guys, welcome to another episode of the Domestic Boyfriends Podcast. My name is Dean, and always with me is my co-host, Vincent. Hello! And this is the podcast you listen to when everything uh, is done, when you're bored, when you want to listen to two magnificent men talk about magnificent things. Like today, we are talking about Percy Jackson and the Olympians. The latest Disney production shot in maybe New Zealand. Uh, And it's a TV show on Disney+. Plus. I love maybe New Zealand. Yeah, I love maybes. Not babies. Um, But yeah, so that's our topic for today. We have a lot to go through. Um, Yeah, um, so... We are going to be doing like we usually do. Uh, so if you if you haven't listened to us before, we usually do a new segment. Um, we're getting a tr- we're transitioning back into things. Welcome to everybody who is a returning uh, member of the community, and for everybody who is welcome uh, is welcome. Uh, I can't speak English. For everybody who is uh, coming to us for the first time, welcome. Um, but we usually have a new segment. Today we just wanted to jump into things because there is a lot that we're going to be talking about today when it comes to the show. So we're just going to get into it with a uh, pre-spoiler talk. So we just uh, are going to give a quick synopsis uh, of the show. Uh, Vincent, if you want to take it away. Alrighty, so Percy Jackson. Uh, This series is called Percy Jackson and the Olympians. That's uh for those who have read the books that's in the name of the original book series um in the season one of this show they cover the events of the first book in the series uh titled percy jackson and the lightning thief uh the general plot is that uh young young 12 year old percy jackson uh on a school field trip is assaulted by a random uh, Greek monster from Mythos, and that uh, creates a domino effect, uh, resulting in him having to run away for his safety to a place called Camp Half-Blood, finding out that he is a demigod, uh, and eventually finds out that he is a son of the Greek god Poseidon. He is thrust into the middle of a potential war that could lead to World War III between Zeus and Poseidon because it is believed that someone has stolen uh, Zeus's master bolt, which is the lightning bolt to create all lightning bolts, uh, a weapon of mass destruction, and it is believed that Percy did it. Uh, Percy then goes on a quest with his two friends, to retrieve the Master Bolt, save his mother from the Underworld, and prevent World War III from happening within a week. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, It's a lot of stuff for a poor 12-year-old boy. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, Percy is... uh, was casted uh, to be played by Walker Scobell. Mm -hmm. Um... And for those who don't know, he actually played uh, in an earlier project that was released back in 2022 called The Adam Project. Um, He played uh, Adam Reed, and uh, some of you may remember that name of the uh, movie because uh, it starred Ryan Reynolds. I think Ryan Reynolds was... It's the Ryan Reynolds movie about young Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah, I was going to say he directed it, but he did not. Um, It was Sean Levy. But yeah, it's uh, him and Ryan Reynolds uh, worked together for a while. Um, you can really see uh, a lot of like a, a, a young, sassy personality in him um, from what he has, from like the projects that we have seen him him in. And uh, his character was very fun to watch. Um, and. Uh, a couple uh they they actually had had some pretty pretty amazing uh pretty amazing cast in this. 
Uh, not going to go too much into detail um, about them, at least right now, unless you want to. Um, but we'll leave that for spoilers just so we can get into more details. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's the premise, you know, demigods. Um, honestly, it, uh, it's if uh, demigods uh, went on a very long road trip. Um uh, and it, it was super fun to watch. Um we are gonna give uh our ratings for it. Um if you don't know our rating system, our rating system is based on how many times we would watch or uh replay whatever it is. So if it's a video game, how many times we'd replay it. Um or if it is a show or a movie, how many how many times we would rewatch it. Uh movies are a little easier said than shows because like shorter length. Um but how many times would you rewatch it? Uh, I don't know if I would ever stop. Yeah. Um, I definitely think if I didn't have to worry about pressing the next episode button, then yeah. No. Or like transitioning. <laughs> yeah. It's a really fun watch. Um, Are you telling me you didn't watch the credits? Uh, for the first few episodes, yeah, but, but like it doesn't matter if I'm not if for the first like five episodes I wasn't watching it weekly. I just let it stack up, so it really didn't matter. But the post credit, <laughs> I binged it all in one sitting. Yeah, so um, yeah, really fun series. Recommend watching it. You know, um, they I think it has already been greenlit for another season. Um, I believe that is the case. Yes. Uh, for a second season, it was renewed for a second season in February 2024. So this month it did get renewed um, because it premiered in December. Yeah, so it ended last month. So, yeah, um, I do get re- I do recommend getting caught up because if they do continue the book series, how many books are there? Not counting the side books. Um, well, actually, there are five books, in five the main, main five main series books. And isn't there about that amount or a little more for the side books? Or for the the books within the same universe? Because I think... So, uh, within the world that Percy Jackson takes place, um, there's the five main books. Um, there are about two to three side books that just add in some, like, give some, like, smaller stories that are, like, usually, like, an hour read or something. Or, like, just extra info about characters in particular. Um, there is also the... Um, I don't remember what the name of the series as a whole is called, but it's the series that has the Red Pyramid in it, um, which is about Egyptian gods, but it takes place in the same series, because you hear about uh, very very early on in the first book, you one of the characters is like, did I just see a, like, a black horse with wings flying near the Empire State Building? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they have an actual just full-on crossover where they interact with Percy and Annabeth. Hmm. Um and then there is another five book series uh, that takes place after uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians um, that deals with the Roman gods. Mm. And that is completely, completely within the world, has Percy and Annabeth and Grover as like main characters in it as well as uh, other people dealing with uh, the Roman gods, which uh, for those who don't know, um, are very much akin to uh, the Greek gods. They're sort of just different versions of themselves with different names. The Roman ones are uh, are what our planets are named after in the system uh, and are just more warlike versions of the regular Greek gods. The way they explain that away for like transitioning between all of them is just how the god is feeling in that moment if they feel more roman they'll be the roman version interesting i didn't know that mm-hmm. hmm so technically like so if poseidon felt more roman he would just be neptune yes exactly so would it actually transition their personality completely um you meet uh in the you know, I'm not going to give like, spoilers for the spoilers books or anything. Yeah, spo- I guess spo- light spoilers for the books. Um, in one of the books for the following series, which is the uh, Heroes of Olympus, um, you meet Mars, which is Ares. Uh, as we met Ares in the show, which is pretty akin to how he is in the books, he is he is a dick. He he's just sort of an ass. Um, the Mars version of him 
is actually a very respectable character and one of my personal favorite characters from that book series. Um, we, we don't get that much like time with him per se, but like he interacts with Percy uh, and gives him nothing but respect because he is a very, very, he sees Percy as a very strong warrior mm-hmm. um, and a very noble person. So therefore he is nothing but respectful to him. So is it, but technically they're still related, right? It's still the same being. It's just a personality shift. Kind of, yeah. So In it's like way, it's like two. There, there is. Um, it's really interesting. If you've not read the series, Dean, I want you to read the oh, series. So I don't read but like books. There, there's, there's a camp half blood, but for the Roman gods. What? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. I thought that they were the same. Nope, it's very different. It's also on, like, the other side of the U.S. Wait. I think it's in, like, California. <laughs> but I thought that they were... And then, I thought and you, then, like, you just uh, said they were different. Like, the they were two, the same. The two camps, like, find out about each other and, like, try to go to war. <laughs> I thought you like, just the said that the these were did. the same. <laughs> nope. <laughs> what? You just told me it's, that... What? You just told me yeah, that Neptune no, it, is beside, dude, beside this Neptune. Wild, dude. It's wild. It's crazy. Is it like, like how, a is it like a exactly Diavolo like how, Diavolo um, the thing? Kids in Percy Jackson at Camp Half Blood, like auto translate things to like ancient Greek and stuff like that. That's how it happens for kids, but but they're they're like putting it into like um uh I don't want to say Roman because that's not not the right what Latin. They automatically translate it into Latin. They can all speak like fluent Latin. What? Um, the the kids for their uh for their bunkers and stuff it's barracks um okay i i and so what the fuck um, is this okay and and they have like strict like it's just all war all war all the time very strict schedules i'm so um, conf- as opposed to like like the big I three need- existing um neptune is actually uh saw a uh, scene as like a really like really weak and like not powerful guys. But aren't so they the same like people? Kind of weaker, and they like his temple is like a, a shack, a, like. A but aren't they the same the people? The you just told me they were the same people. But they're kind of not. What does <laughs> Poseidon just turn into the sad boy? Like he's a just like. <laughs> but I thought they were the same. Okay, whatever. I hope this. I hope the series it's gets so to good. the point because I. It's so this good. doesn't make any sense anyway. So we, uh, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into spoiler talk. Um, I didn't think I was going to break your brain this early on. Like, I mean, I knew about like the other gods. Cause I, I know about like, I know what happened in Alaska. That that's all like, that's like the most groundbreaking thing I know. But that's what? Like, what? You know about Alaska? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, but that's, I don't know about freaking the Romans, apparently. So, <laughs> um, we'll get. Uh, Alaska's huge. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler warning. Uh, we're gonna get into. Let's get, let's start talking about the show again. Um, <laughs> uh, spoiler warning for um, the rest of the show that we're gonna be talking about. Um, yeah, you've been warned. Three, two, one. Um, the every, every, I love the show. I mean, I, I you don't have to be spoiled for that, but I th- I thought it was super good. And give it five lightning bolts out of five lightning bolts. I, I I I really liked some of the things. It's very unfortunate that Zeus's actor passed away. Um. Oh yeah, the fact that it was Lance Lance Reddick was incredible. Yeah. What a what a great casting choice. Yes. Um. But, uh, which I don't think that was the last thing. Oh my gosh. The last thing he was in was Kite Man Hell Yeah, the DC original show. That's amazing. He was the Lex, he was Lex Luthor. Really? Yeah, he was the voice of Lex Luthor. Sick. Yeah. He's also in Invincible. He's also, uh,. The voice of, um, oh, what's his name? 
I mean, we could we could go all day. One of my favorite game series, Horizon Zero Dawn. He is the voice of, um, Silence. Yeah, Silence. He's the voice of Silence. They also like base his model off of him because that's what they did for like, that's that's what a lot of game companies have been starting to do lately, where they just, just sort of like basing the base models the off the VA model and the yeah off of the actual people, which I think is really smart. That's yeah. how I stand by the the opinion, and other people agree that like Horizon Zero Dawn, well, Horizon Forbidden West has like some of the best face facial tracking, uh, in like gaming as a whole. Oh yeah, super good. Um. Still need to finish those games. Anyway. Um Yeah, um the I guess I guess let me let me just say what I really liked about the the show real quick before we get into our points. Um I love the way that Percy's portrayed. I think the diff oh man. I don't want to get too much into the thing, but I really like how he is before we get into the topic of the differences between the movies. I really like how he feels like a kid in this. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like when I think of Percy Jackson before, um, I, th- I just think of the teenager that we got, not the kid. And, like, it's cool to see. I feel like it's cooler to see in, like, my head. I imagine reading these books, like, it'd be more badass to see some of these scenes because, like, seeing some of them just being played out by kids. Like, they're not kids. Like, uh, I'm like fairly sure Walker Walker Skullbold is. Oh no, he's 15. Never mind, he's a kid. Um, yeah. Nope, they're all kids. Never mind. Yeah, these are all kid actors, which but is having, which is good casting. But having tweens fight each other like this, I feel like isn't like. I I feel like I don't know. There's not enough blood and gore, but no, um, like it's. I feel like there's some. I have to. I have to. Instead of like you know when you're watching something and you have to suspend disbelief. Yeah. I feel like I have to like imagine more when I'm, when I'm watching some of the scenes, like I feel like mm-hmm. some of the stuff could have been more dramatic, like the in capture the flag. I feel like a lot of that could have been more dramatic in my head. If I like read the book, Um, not saying that they did a bad job or anything like that, but I feel like there's just like, I don't know, just like a little bit, there's something, there was something missing. Yeah. Um, can I also give an opinion? I don't know if you share this or not. I don't think Leah Jeffries is a bad actress. Right? I don't know a lot that she's in. She was in Beast. Oh, shit. Um, I don't know a lot that she was in. Right? I haven't seen like a lot of her stuff. Mm-hmm. But. I'm not going to. But. I don't like. I feel like, I don't know if it's the script or something like that, but the way she said some things just didn't feel right. It felt very robotic. Did you get that? Did you feel that? Um, like, I feel like some of the lines were just a little not emotionless because I imagine that, like, some of it might be part of Annabeth's character, but I feel like there wasn't enough anything put behind some of the lines or it didn't feel believable yeah no i i get what you mean and i i definitely like hear what you're saying um because i i i get that we're supposed to like this is a long this is a this is the beginning of a long relationship between them right so like yeah to and like we're gonna dive like deeper into like annabeth as a character um like, as the series continues. Yeah. So, I mean, like, um, it's... I, I don't necessarily think it's a a fault on Annabeth's character. I just feel like some things just weren't portrayed effectively. I don't want to say yeah, she's done a bad I, job acting. Because, like, you never know if it's the script or, like, if it's the actor conveying the emotion. Mm-hmm. Or the director's notes on it. Exactly. Right. I feel like it was a pretty faithful adaptation of, like, what Annabeth is in the books. Um, she is a little bit more, like, emotional when it comes to it uh, in the books. But mm-hmm. it's still pretty, like, pretty one-to-one with how it is. I mean... I have an Alexandria Daddario bias 
but at the same time, like I'm, a, I'm, I love the casting for Annabeth, yeah. right? But I don't know. I just feel like some of the scenes, like the, I just felt like she was like in, during that scene, she just didn't convey a lot of anything. Um, mm-hmm. And like I don't know, I just I'm not I don't want to dwell on it too much, but like I feel like she was super robotic, and it could be in the director's notes to like maybe have Annabeth as she progresses convey more emotion. But that was like the sore yeah. thumb because everybody else felt like they were super in tune with the character. And like, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say it's on the actress because I, uh, she's too young for me to critique her super hard like a veteran. So, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I love the I love the choreography. I thought everything looked amazing. Uh, all of the water scenes with Percy looked really cool. Um, oh I my watched- god, the water CGI looked fantastic. <laughs> I watched the underwater scene. Uh, when he went into like the ocean to like see his father, at, at yeah like, at night in the dark, um, and this like beam of light shot through, uh, my my patio, and like it, I just couldn't see everything anymore. the The light ratio just like threw it off, and like I couldn't see anything. <laughs> I was just like, ah, that's funny because it's all dark and gloomy. So I was just like, I can't see anything. Um, yeah, I um. I really liked everything. I'm really excited for more, honestly. Like, especially since you just told me about the Romans, and I really want this question answered for myself. Um, yeah, it's it's super, super amazing. I, I can't wait for more. It just looks super good. And everybody that's on it seems amazing. Lynn manuel Miranda as Hermes is also my favorite thing in the world. So... Oh, I started popping off when I saw him. Yeah. Um, but let's get into some of the topics that we have. Um, so is there any character you want to talk about in particular or like a certain actor in a role that you want to talk about? Um, well, or who was your who was your favorite character in, in, in the show that we saw so far? I think well, <laughs> my it. I have a couple, and mm-hmm. for like multi for multitudes of reasons, like two of my favorite characters were um were Gabe and Mister D because of just how funny they were. Yeah. They were like so much funnier than they were in the books. Like Mister D already was kind of funny in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they kept that he was drinking Diet Coke. Uh. I, I was watching it with some friends and like one of them saw the can of Coke was like, ah, oh, dude, the product placement. I'm like, what do you mean? This is Canon. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like uh, both of them, like Gabe was an awful person in the books, but like even more like horrible than how they portrayed him. Like in the, in the show, he's just kind of like a doofus. That's just sort of not good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um, uh I love what they did with Medusa. Mm-hmm. Um showing her uh like t- telling the story more from like her good side, Percy like immediately like knowing who she is and um and be like, oh this is fine. Cause like um and we'll for sure like talk about like the movie. Uh <laughs> um but like the movie had a more like book accurate portrayal of what ends up happening because they walk in and they're like M's garden M's garden why does that make sense and it's the same exact scene that like Grover did in the movie where he's just like walking around and he finds the statue he's like this looks like my my uncle Ferdinand it mm. is my uncle Ferdinand <laughs> yeah um but the use of her and like make her seem like a more caring person and like giving her honestly, like more screen time as just Medusa and being who she is. Mm -hmm. uh, I felt really helped uh, make her a lot more of an endearing character. Yeah. Um, 
But I think overall, like if I had to pick one character as my favorite, it's probably Ares. Mm-hmm. Is it because he ate all those cheeseburgers? Like, yeah. No, it was awesome. I, I was uh, one of the things that like told me like this series was going to be good and like um, accurate to the books was the fact that every single episode was named after a chapter from the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I caught um, I caught wind of that and like other people were like talking about it and I was just like. This seems. I feel like this is the chapter, and then after episode three, I was just like, okay, like I looked it up. So, yeah, um, and like the the minute that I saw that the chapter was called "God buys us a uh, God buys us some cheeseburgers," I was like, oh, let's go, let's see who it is, let's see how he portrays them. Yeah, and um, Adam Copeland did such a good job with him. Uh, the the scene between him and like Grover spending time with each other and like Grover talking about like how he's actually just a big fan and mm-hmm. stuff that wasn't in the books at all. Uh, but that's easily one of like my favorite shows from the entire, like uh, is the favorite scenes from the show in its entirety. Um, it's just like, Grover's like, nobody talks about the hits anymore. The classics and like yeah. what's going on. The wars. Those wars were barely anyone dies. Like, yeah, I like your softer stuff. Yeah, no. <laughs> Grover's a little. Grover's going a little too much. He's on right at fifty fifty too much. <laughs> um, I really liked. We didn't see too much about her, but I really enjoyed Percy's mom. I really just liked. Oh, Sally. Yeah, I don't know. I just really liked. I think my favorite, like, she, at first I was just like, she died of mom disease. Uh, and then I was just like, <laughs> oh yeah, she's, I was just like, oh yeah, she's in the underworld. I forgot. Um, and then when she didn't show up, when they showed the dream at the end, and then he woke uh-huh. up, and then she was in front of him. At, at first, I, when the dream was happening, I was just like, oh, she did die of mom disease. And then uh, when he woke up and then she was there, I was just like, oh, she didn't. I was just like, oh, my gosh. I was yeah, I no, got like his mom actually makes it makes it through. She recovers from mom disease. Yeah. Um, just like, oh, man. After going to the underworld, which is she, like a very rare occurrence. Yeah. Um, Usually they stay with Satan. It's funny that like you you say that like we didn't see that much of her because like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we didn't. She was. Uh, she, but she saw was, it was barely every, any of her in the books. In every episode, we got like a flashback. It was like bits and pieces. But like they tried mm-hmm. to spread it out as much as possible to give us like a little bit more backstory. I don't know how much of that's just book or like is true to the book. Well, basically, but, all of those flashbacks are are show exclusive. Yeah, I don't know. It just really it was just really fun to see because like you get this you like there's a like besides the fact that that's his mom right you get this like yeah. deeper connection of who she is so you can get to know her not just the fact that it's the mc's mom which is like yeah. you know full Mother alchemist took <laughs> the entire series uh for you to even understand why they would commit themselves to doing something like that you know it's you you understand it like you can understand it on a fundamental level of like it's your mom or like it's your care it's someone who raised you right it's someone who means a lot to you so you can try to relate that back to your life but actually seeing the character and how the character is throughout the series and knowing that this like his main goal in this entire um like his entire journey isn't necessarily like it's Everything else just comes at a at a convenience to every to the greater world. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, his oh, goal we, is to save his mom. Yeah, we need we need to stop World War Three and Zeus thinks that you're the one who stole his lightning bolt, so go get this. And it's just like, Oh, we think Hades stole it, but your mom's also in the underworld. Like it's all like a great convenience to be in her, in his sphere of worry. Because like if it wasn't and it was just like, Oh, your mom's over in Montana Percy would have just went to Montana, would have pieced out. You know what I mean? Like World mm-hmm. War Three, be damned! Like he's just done because that's all he cares about. So like to get an, a more of an understanding of the person she is, so when she does come back, you feel more 
attached to her and more thankful that Percy gets to experience this person like longer, I think is, is a lot mm-hmm. more. I think it, it gives you a lot more. And even to like build upon the relationship, like we, we didn't see, we, we didn't see Poseidon like at all, but when we did see Poseidon and he did, like we did get those interactions between her and Percy and like anything we got out of Poseidon, we can reflect on that back to Sally because you know, it didn't seem like like the Greek gods in mythology are known to just like sleep around, right? That is that is like what in in actual mythos that is what is known, right? Like Zeus yeah. turns into animals and bangs everybody, um, and like everybody just has kids, right? That's like the big. That's what Greek gods are kind of like. That's their like untelling fact like but to like find this relationship between a god and a human where it isn't just the fact that he wanted to sleep with someone and it was just the fact that like he actually found a relationship um it's it's nice you know it it gives you something to like emotionally put yourself into and to like look at and enjoy beyond what like superficial stuff it is um Mm -hmm. so i really liked it she's my favorite character because of that because like that's he's the she's the motivation she she is the princess in the tower that he needs to go save you know what i mean oh yeah absolutely Um, i forget um i don't believe they actually like talk about her go into depth about it did they talk at all in the book or not in the book in the show about why she was with gabe uh they didn't, right? Who the fuck is Gabe again? Which one is Gabe? Yeah, who's Gabe again? Gabe. Gabe's Percy's abusive stepdad. Oh. No. No, they they didn't. Do they in the books? Yes, they do. Um okay. and I believe they might talk about it in the movie as well. Yeah, no, um, I don't think so they So the reason why she's with him is mm-hmm. because um and it like kind of talks about they kind of talk about it in the show like the monsters can smell um demigods yeah they can people of their world yes um and so (laughs) oh wait no he masks them so right uh, he masks them right he masks them because of just how truly putrid and stinky he is as a human Mm. so Sally puts up with him because she it's the only real way to be able to protect Percy. a son of the god of the big three. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. Um the Porter Potty. I I'm now calling he is now the son of the Porter Potty for me. But Yeah. Um uh it's it's so funny. It's so good. Yeah, no, I think um, they I think she does bring it up. Um and it, it makes a lot of sense. So and if I, I remember, I this it's is, also like uh, it's one of the reasons why none of them have have cell phones or use cell phones. Um, it's because like those electronic signals um, and like satellite dishes just sort of like work like scent relay dishes and triangulate their their positions. Interesting. They just amplify everything. Interesting. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that's why they use. Um, that's why they use uh, the goddess of rainbows to be able to talk to each other it all it it all makes sense goddess of rainbows iris yeah um yeah 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 because they did do yeah yeah yeah. um excuse me um so since we're since we're there um Let's do the differences between the movie and the show first before we get into oh, the yeah. books. Um, so I'm only familiar with the movies, and even then, like, it's been years since I've seen them. Um, but the big thing that stuck out to me and the thing that I disliked about the movie, about the show the most, that I really was looking forward to because I remembered this the most, was the Lotus um in Vegas. The Lotus. You like that just because Lady Gaga's poker face was playing. No, 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 no. I enjoyed it. Yes, but I enjoyed it. 
um, because I felt like it was, I don't know, more, it was more fun. I, when they entered the Lotus in the TV show, I was just like, dude, this just looks like a day camp. Like it didn't, it, maybe it's because it's a movie and they have a bigger budget or like, maybe it's because like they, they weren't going to focus on it too much, but the atmosphere of the Lotus in the movie and even the way that some of the things went felt a lot better. It didn't really feel like a casino. Yeah. So in the movie, I loved it because if it felt like Vegas, like they didn't go to Vegas in the middle of the, they didn't like in the show, they didn't go to Vegas in the middle of the night. It was like midday. Right. Yeah. Um, when in the movie, they go to Vegas at night, everything's popping off. They walk into the Lotus. Everything's like bustling, going wild. Right. It feels like Vegas in a place, right? Which I loved. The yeah. atmosphere was cool. And then besides that, in comparison, did like those two atmospheres and everything, I like the movie more. The other thing, I was watching someone's someone talk about this scene in particular, and I couldn't agree more that it felt like the way that the movie portrayed stuff when it came to the Lotus and solving how to get out of it and the story aspects of it were done a little bit better in the movie because everything was told to you in the show. Like, yeah, no, they, they really like, um, a big thing that they did with, with it in the show is that, um, instead of having the Lotus hotel be, some kind of mystery in itself, they threw that away so that they could focus more on Hermes, um, which is not really like what happens in the book at all. And I honestly like, like what they did because it's um, important. um, It'll be important. Like that we have these kinds of interactions with like all of the gods um, because the gods are just as important as the demigods in the books. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and like, I feel like it could have been done better. Like, I miss, maybe it's because I it's a Disney. The, the it's all cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, that. That that was something that happened in the book. It was one of the weirdest things to read. Where he's like, "Oh, this is such a this is such a good movie." Like what? Yeah. Like the. I feel like the scene. It, it wasn't as long as like that. Ha- that part of the episode was where they like go through the lotus, but like yeah. It, it it felt cool. Like Percy learning, like learning why everything seemed too good. You know, like everything's yeah. quiet, but too quiet because I think it was the, was it the voice of Poseidon that was talking to him in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. So like it wasn't it, but it was be- <laughs> his father speaking to him and telling him not to eat the lotuses because it would put you under a spell is way better than him and Annabeth running around and wondering why everything feels weird and Percy pulling something out of his ass by saying, oh, they pump it in the air. Like, I feel like they made that scene specifically for everybody who watched the movie and expected them to start doing, start eating lotuses like they were popping Molly. I I loved when, um, I don't remember his name, but the other Seder was like, these are tortilla chips. I was like, yeah. what? what? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I was just like, wait, is he just stupid? And he's not high. Like what's going on here? Um, yeah, no, I, there were some things, there were like small things that I thought were cool. Like the directors confirmed that like, you could hear a child screaming for uh, someone else. And that's like hints to where like future character, like future characters also being in the Lotus that we won't see until like later books um, that were like brought up before. Um, Yeah. Like that's cool and everything, but I can't get a. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. So, so you can hear a little, I know you can hear a little boy's voice looking for someone and it's, its implications they did confirm it they were like yeah they were such and such looking for like they were such and such looking for such and such 
Like it, Bro, it, it is, that's which is set up for like book three or book four, <laughs> which is like really cool because like if they make it that far, that's just showing that they're looking at the linear timeline as a whole. Oh yeah, and like the world is that's that's a nice tidbit of like the world is alive. Yeah, that like you can I will go back. say. And I won't say what it is about this series or about like you know what they did for the show. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff that they have set up here and like things that they chose to be different um, from the books is set up for what will end up being the final season of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Yeah, and is like super integral to the story as a whole. Yeah, I'm. I I don't. I don't hate it, like what they did. I, I, I'm only talking about the Lotus still, but but like, yeah, no, it's just the, the Lotus. I think was the was the lowest point in the whole series. Yeah, and the whole like VR area. I was just like, eh, that and was like, funny. And honestly, uh, my problems Rover with An- in VR is funny. The, my problems with Annabeth didn't get better when they went into the Lotus because like people talking people talking explanations to your face about problems like it's not fun. Um, no, and I love the way that the movie did it. It it made you feel like you were learning along with it instead of characters telling you stuff. Um, also, I mean, it, it was cool. It was cool to see like, oh yeah, this is like the eternal fucking casino because people come in and they never leave. The dude fucking playing yeah. the pinball machine from like the forties. That, that guy like, was actually like very important to show like how long it had been in yeah. America at least. Yeah, so like it's interesting and it gives you a wider it gives you a wider eye on like how some of these cuz like they're the Greek gods. They've been around for a long time, right? How they adjust to the world around them and how it grows is super interesting, right? Like the lotus is a 21st century like invention, right? So like it's been around as long as Vegas has been around, right? It's the gods looking at what humans have done and benefiting off of it, you know? Um, so it's just, I, I just think it was cool. And it's the only, it's also the only thing in the movie that I think like I can think of as like big differences. Um, but I, I'm sure you mm-hmm. can, I'm sure you can like, cause for the first, at least for like the first movie in the first book, um, I don't know if you want to go more into what you thought were significant differences between the two. I mean, it's been a long time since I watched the movie, like, um, and I, I honestly, like, even as a kid, I really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I didn't want to be a book purist. I wanted to be, like, really happy. But, like, one of the biggest things that, like, truly, like, settled it as, like, this is a bad movie uh, for me as a kid, even, was the fact that seemingly they killed off Luke. Mm-hmm. Who needs to be there for at the very <laughs> least book two yeah. uh, and movie two, which they brought him back for. Um, somehow, I they still did not explain how they saved him. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't know. I I watched that movie once and I blocked it out of my memory. L- movie two is even more of a mystery than movie one. Mm-hmm. But like, you know that like really cool albeit uh fight that percy and luke have on top of the uh, like outside of the empire state building mm-hmm. um the, the end of that has percy creating a a trident out of water and piercing his throat yeah piercing luke's throat with it yeah he's dead yeah, I mean, whoa. He's dead. He threw him into a water tower. He did what Naruto tried to do to Sasuke yeah. in the original series. And he succeeded. I guess what, well, actually, what Sasuke tried to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. It. I, I don't know. I feel like some things just were, like, a lot cooler to watch. And it is a movie. So, like. They're not. They're not totally going for the the narrative stuff. They want to like yeah sell the it's action true. and all and like that. there was only so much you can do with like the amount of time that you have for a movie. That's why I think most book adaptations honestly should follow the formatting 
that what Percy Jackson has done. I believe Percy Jackson has, for the most part, set a new standard for like how book adaptations should be done over like over it being like a movie, have it be a TV show. So that I, there's time to grow, there's time to breathe. It doesn't I feel like a rush. Feel like I this might be controversial, but I feel like median like for certain stories, especially books. Not just should they be shows. I feel like it would be cool if they gave... I feel like they'd have more creative liberty if they were animated. Mm -hmm. Because then you're not left with, like, CGI and, like, expressions that only you could see off of, like, a human face. So... Yeah, no, that's fair. And that's that's true. Um... Well, let's get down to the big thing. Tell me, give me every single difference between the movie and the book, or between the book and the show. I can't do that because that's going to be over 65 things. Yes, there are a will. lot of changes. Give me the um, most major changes. I can, I can give you like the biggest ones. Yes. Um, give me the biggest things that you give me big things here. And this will be like. I'll get the biggest one for me because uh, I was very interested to see how they were going to do it because I feel like what they did in the movie was fun, but still it still wasn't a true adaptation. Um, mm-hmm. The post credit scene of the final episode has Gabe dying. And it's one of my favorite scenes for Gabe because it's, it's just him freaking out about the divorce about how he's losing everything yeah. and his his soon-to-be ex-wife has now changed the locks and he starts trying to convince his lawyer to be uh, to come and help him break in. Mm-hmm. Um, very funny. Uh, and the gods did a return to sender thing uh, for yes. the head of Medusa that they sent to Olympus. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> he's gone. In the books... Um, Percy encouraged his mother to use it to kill to kill Gabe. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Is is wow. He convinces his mother to do murder. <laughs> that's some real. Um. That's some real animorph shit right there. Yeah. No. It it's just sort of like kind of out of line. Like, and as a kid, it didn't like really grip me until like recently, like watching the series and like thinking about. How did they do it in the books again? Like, oh, it was just Percy trying to convince his mother to commit murder. A federal offense. Yeah. Federal offense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's pretty. <laughs> yeah. Now that you bring it up, yeah, that is crazy. Um... <laughs> That's really funny. Um,. Anything else major that, like, you would think is super relevant for the future? Relevant for the future, like, kind of ch- might change up some story beats? Hermes being in the hotel at all, and all of that time that we spent with Hermes is going to be some of the most important stuff that we're going to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, how they choose, and, the, like, the same thing with, like, Hephaestus and, like, having the direct interaction with him mm-hmm. and stuff. Those interactions, very different. Also, the prank that Hephaestus was planning uh, for the water park, also very different. And, like, this just, like, showing, like, how big of a change it is for the gods themselves. Because the gods uh, are very childlike. Um, Despite being, you know, eons and eons old. Um in basically every single portrayal they they like you know they have a full like mental breakdown and and temper tantrum at like the toss of a hat mm. uh like as we saw at the end of the series with Zeus literally going to just immediately exterminate Percy for like saying an opinion yeah um and Poseidon goes and like surrenders and protects the sun Poseidon surrendering never happened in the books because they they never like failed to meet the deadline. Hmm. So that's a big, uh, that's a big change. 
That is a big change. Uh, the fact that like Percy just was like, I don't care. I'm seeing this through to the end is huge for his character. That is a huge and like major, like great change for him as a character very early on. Uh, Cause Percy was still kind of a punk. He's like, oh, the whole time mm-hmm. um, in the books. Uh, That's interesting. I believe it's um, the same in the books. I don't remember what the description is, but um, this I just wanted to like call out. Um, whoever it was first to make uh, Cerberus or three-headed dogs Rottweilers deserves nothing but my undying love. Uh, th- that is that is one of the cutest interpretations of Cerberus I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I saw him running on and I did not I did not have fear in my heart for those characters and I saw nothing but a big cuddle a big like cuddle puddle that was about to happen and sure enough it did I was very happy I love <laughs> Rottweilers they're very cute um in the books the I, I like briefly said something about it but in the books uh the water the the water world park that was a trap that he had that Hephaestus had made for Aphrodite um, and Ares. And uh, the ride of uh, the Tunnel of Love ride was booby trapped with Cupid's arrows as well as a live stream to Mount Olympus. Um, oh, <laughs> that's interesting. Huh. Well, who would have thunk it? Oh, that's that's really cool. Uh, the like Hephaestus appearing at all and like the dilemma with the chair was completely new. Hmm. Um, that wasn't like in the books at all. I don't remember exactly what it was uh, in the books for like where his shield was. I feel like there was something somewhat important there, but it was more important to like introduce Hephaestus and get us like have it be understood that not all gods are opposed to like listening to humans or demigods and like hearing them. I looked it up. They says the shield was found in the seat of the boat next to the silk scarf. Yeah. Um, we got more time with Echidna, which was great. Echidna was fantastic. Um, Percy keeps sacrificing himself for other people, which isn't really what Percy was doing mm-hmm. in yeah. the books, but that's okay. Um, it It's making Percy a bit more of a noble person. Um, that kind of stuff doesn't like, it doesn't really like come up for Percy more until like book two that he starts like doing that more and more but you know so there, he's also like 12 years old in this yeah i mean i think that it, it gives us more to look forward to they're showing it earlier on yeah. you know we get to see more of that those aspects of his character so that that'll be cool to see more of um and since they're showing it so early um yeah i'm I'm just really excited for all of this. It all, it all. I I enjoy Greek mythos, um, and I I'm really interested to see what they have, uh, like for the future. Because you know, I could read them, or I could just watch. Them. I feel like, and I don't remember exactly if it like, if they actually like talk about it in the book or not. Ah, I okay. This isn't going to be like, you're probably going to go and read the books, maybe. No. Uh, but for anyone who wants to read the books, like, we've been going on, like, big spoilers and stuff. But, like, this, like, really kind of shows, like, Luke as a character. His sword, they do not give a good spotlight on, like, how messed up his sword is by the end of it. Um, and I don't remember if this happens in this book or, like, a later, in, like, book two. His sword... Um, which I believe is called Backstabber, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Backripper? I don't know. Um, his sword is half um, half the like 
Oh, I'm blanking on the kind of bronze they say it is in the celestial bronze. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That might be like a rank in Overwatch. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but like it's half whatever material whatever material is needed to like kill monsters. Yeah, it is celestial bronze. Celestial <laughs> great. Um half celestial bronze and half mortal steel. So that thing can be used to kill any normal human being as well. Is mortal steel just steel from the real world? Yes. What do they call them? Mortal steel. If, uh, they don't. They don't like show it off uh, in the in the season one of this. I don't believe. Backlighter. But, like, if you were to try to um, stab somebody like a normal person with a celestial bronze sword, it would just like go through them, and they wouldn't like feel it at all. It would be like a ghost touch. The them. name is backbiter. Backbiter. Yeah. Oh, so it's actually like one side is celestial steel and the other side is mortal iron or mortal whatever. Yeah, mortal iron. Mortal steel and yeah. the other one. Careful looking steel. into that because you were you're gonna end up spoiling yourself on some. No, stuff. I was just looking at the I was just looking at the pictures. So Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So it's it's something that could kill anybody. It's a it's a weapon that could kill anyone. Cause I know that the group spoilers for the future. I do know the group does encompass a non demigod in the future. There yes. is there is a normal there is a mortal person that does join the group. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that's important for them. <laughs> yeah. Um ball ballsy to them. They get all the props, by the way. <laughs> Living in the big god's world as a tiny human. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for the future of this. Um, oh, what else? Uh, also, I think, I don't know if we get to talk about her more or if she gets brought up more, but Thalia is interesting. Um, oh, my God. They talk about Thalia so much in the show. That makes me about, so happy. Yeah, they, we're, don't, don't you worry. Okay. Because, okay, I also know some other things. I do know... Yeah, what do you know? I do know that there, that Thalia and Percy do have a third that joins the group. Right? A third that joins the group. I, oh. Out of Thalia, Percy, and there is another that joins the group. You mean you mean kids kids of the big three? Yes. You could say that there's another kid. No, I know that there is. At least I think it's him. You could say that there's a kid. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or who knows? Yeah. Maybe there's half of one. Maybe there's more than one. Yeah. Well, I know that there is. I know that the the for the big three to say that they can't have none of them can have kids is a a pretty big hypocrisy among all of them. Like when Zeus was yelling at Poseidon, he was just like, "Your forbidden son." He was just like, "Forbidden, like your, your daughter." Forbidden daughter. <laughs> like you're forbidden. Like, isn't your kid older than mine? Like that means that you fucked up before me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. But. Yeah, no, I think that's that's all like super interesting. Also, it, does, is the quote from the books actually that their kids were a part of World War II? Yes. Okay. I, I just the last remember- time that the gods had some kind of like major disagreement and major issue, um, it was what caused world. It was one of the things that ended up causing World War II. So or that at least was like a- not maybe not necessarily like causing World War II but causing it to have as many death, deaths and stuff. I thought that, that the, I thought what was stated like in the movies was that the the last time the 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 big 3 had kids that resulted in World War 2. Like their yes. their them being alive like was it's like part of it like the major disagreements then led to that. Which is a wild statement yeah. to even put in a book, by the way. 
Yeah, a little bit. Um, but I mean, it tries to give you like real, real world connections, but you know, that's why they can make stuff up in books. <laughs> so it's true. I believe like some of the other like connections that they give are like, you know, some of like the people who like are all stars at the Olympics, like fast runners and stuff are like the kids of like Hermes. Uh, one of the things they didn't really show off, which I adore, um, in the books is that, um, when Percy like shows up or like at one point, like while he's chilling at the camp, um, he, there's like a comment made and the kids of a and all the sons of Apollo are like shooting hoops at the basketball court because he's an archer and he's really good at like making shots. Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> and they're all like, they're all like almost surfer dudes, but not exactly because they're, they're dads, the God of the sun. Mm-hmm. Huh? That's interesting. Um, yeah, no. I like those little tidbits and small facts. Um, but I need them to get through all of this so we can get to the part where I can learn more about the Romans. Because if not, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Vincent, I'm not reading the books. Uh, I'll just spoil myself. So <laughs> I just need to know more about this. Because it sounds like they're, Diav- they're, they're Diavolo from part five of JoJo's. But then you're making it sound like they're not. Um, and they're... I, I can go into more depths with you after we get done with this, don't worry. Okay, alright. Well, sorry guys. I, I, I'm just I trying not to, to like give like major like series spoilers for anyone who cares about it that listens. Alright guys, I have to spoil myself, so this is where we end the episode. <laughs> um, uh, do you cares ha- too much. Do you have any final thoughts about this, um, Vincent? I'm just happy that this finally gets the adaptation that it deserved. This is one of the most important book series to my heart. It's critically acclaimed. As a kid who grew up um, with ADHD, as a kid who grew up like just like different from everyone else, um, like it, it truly like gave me a home to feel normal because I didn't know anyone else growing up who had ADHD. ADHD got me like super bullied and treated horribly through school. Gave me some still to this day, like mental health issues um, just because of like how much like hatred and stuff was thrown at like any kid who had some kind of mental health condition or had to take medication and stuff. And just having this outlet where, I, I could just say, oh, it like at least like, you know, make believe as a kid. Oh, it's not because I was born different. It's because I might be a, a demigod for some reason, mm-hmm. which also helped because my my dad wasn't necessarily the most present person in my life growing up as a kid. So it was nice to be able to have a home to pr- make pretend. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the important thing about mediums like this and books targeted towards kids is you know the relatability the ability to find comfort in them and uh not necessarily projecting but seeing yourself in those shoes so you can maybe find um like you said a comfort or a home in it so yeah no yeah a place to belong yeah um yeah, I'm I'm excited. I can't wait to see from what else they have in store. Um, I'm ready to learn more about like how this world adapts all of these things, um, because like, you know, I, I mean, whenever I see stuff happen like Medusa's dead, I'm just like, oh, that just means that like, like it's like that perma- that character is permanently gone. You know what I mean? Whenever like we see like, an adaptation of something, like a story or, like, like a mythos, like the Greek gods and everything like that. Certain things are permanent, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, them killing Echidna, them killing Medusa. Like, those are pretty prominent figures in, like, Greek mythos. So, like... It's just, true. Like, how and di- it's, it's how all diff- okay because they'll just reform in about four to five months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, but, hey, that, that you laugh, but that's, that's book canon. Oh, interesting. The Minotaur comes back. Never mind. (laughs) The Minotaur comes back and he's scared of Percy. Interesting. Um, (laughs) But, 
yeah, that is, um, that's pretty much going to be it unless you have anything else to say. No, that's it for me. Alrighty. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thanks to ultimate Maverick X as always for the art. If you wish to get in contact with us, you can hit us up at our Twitter or X. I don't want to say X, but that's the name of it. Um, you can, uh, hit us up on our handles. I am at lying underscore mask. I am Vincent Barlow. Eight. Six. One of the two. Eight. You choose. It might lead you to the wrong place. Um, and you can uh, message both of us at domestic BF pod. Um, and yeah, um, hope you guys enjoyed and we will talk to you next time. Stay beautiful, everyone. Bye.